Welcome to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tunis. We are excited about our topic today. We just have, honestly, we're just going to kind of talk about a lot of things. But Britt, do you want to say what you're grateful for first? Okay, I am grateful for people who are um, really good at their craft. We have had paint swatches up on our walls forever, it feels like. And there was just a whole snowball effect I kept saying oh we'll paint but then I'm like oh but I want to do the ceilings first and then oh but we can't do the ceilings until we (laughs) just move this little wall you know and all of a sudden you have like a whole remodel that you need to do before you paint yes and it's like okay our whole house is just so brown we're just gonna paint so anyway um we finally had painters come and they did such a fabulous job. People had tossed around the idea of like, maybe you guys could just paint it. And I honestly thought about it, but I don't know. It just made me a little nervous. I'm like, I want this to look really professional. And oh, I'm so grateful. First of all, they were the sweetest, sweetest people. Like everyone was so kind. And second, um, they did such a fabulous job. Like it really looks good. It was so worth it to just hire professionals. And it just made me think, like, I am grateful that I could hire somebody to paint my house. That yeah. there are people who do that. And, you know, I'm just grateful that people specialize in all of these wonderful things that I can't do. Um, and that we get to help each other out a little bit, you know? Yeah, I love that. Especially when it's your home. It's just, it makes you feel so grateful for the people that helped make it what it is. Yes, totally. What um, about you? Okay, I am feeling so grateful. This is, and I, I realize that this is, not how everybody feels after they give birth and that is I think totally fine and normal but um I remember feeling this with Miles and it's special to be reliving it all over again but I just feel such an immense sense of gratitude for my body it I think I should try to get kind of emotional <laughs> which I feel like you don't do very much on the podcast but I just I'm so grateful like my body has carried these two babies for me and brought them to me and fed them and it has sustained me while I'm exhausted and let me be there for them and that is just a gift that I am so so grateful for and honestly I'm grateful that I am able to feel grateful for it because I know that that doesn't come so easily necessarily um but yeah I really do just feel so amazed that I was able to bring these babies here. Aren't our bodies just amazing? They are amazing. I know. And I'm like, and I made her and she has this perfect little body and that's amazing. I mean, it's just so, it's, it's so incredible and I've never, ever, ever been more thankful for my body. I love that. I, we wanted to share a few random thoughts and I actually feel like this goes perfectly into one of my thoughts, which was International Women's Day. Oh yes. Happy International Women's Day, Brett. Happy and, International Women's Day. And, and to all of our listeners. Listening. Um, wow. Okay. So I feel like in the past, I don't know. I don't know how I'm like trying to think over the path of like International Women's Day in my life, but I feel like years ago it was just like something that like it was like national chocolate chip cookie day yeah you know just like like, an instagram post yes it was to post instagram yep (laughs) yep and it'd just be like you know post a few women that you're great for or Mm -hmm. whatever anyway but i feel like it has really come to mean something and i love that i think it's so amazing and honestly i was feeling so inspired by like (laughs) instagram posts like a lot of posts that i read that that were were just 
really amazing and um, pointed out just truly how amazing women are. Anyway, so you talking about your body, it made me think that like, wow, they really are amazing. And not only, you know, as a mother, but just in so many ways, there was this post that I saw that um, maybe you saw too. It was like a tweet going around. Actually, Emmy shared it that we had on a previous episode, Emmy Colton. And um, she shared, it was a tweet from a man who said that he had been home he was older. I, he um, was taking care of his grandson. So he'd been home taking care of his grandson for a week, he said. And he was like, I keep having this picture come to mind. And I just, you know, want to give a shout out to, to all the women in the world. And this picture, it was um, a cartoon. It was like a, like a comic. And it was a track race. And there were three men and then three women. And they were all at the, like on their starting blocks and like getting ready to race and in front of the men it was just like open lanes and then in front of the women it was um just like (laughs) there was just so much crap like there was like a washing machine and like a pile of laundry (laughs) and just like lots of stuff in their way you know like little hurdles and basically he just said like any woman who um has to do anything It, it was just Anyway, basically, it was just like women do all this invisible work. And to accomplish anything, you are hurtling over so much more than the average man. And anyway, I'm not like trying to make a statement or anything, but I just <laughs> I just thought like it was really cool to read that and it really did make me <clears throat> appreciate all of the role model, the female role models that we have in our lives. And um, just like I feel like we stand in solidarity together. Like we have a lot to do as women and mothers and we do carry, I would say, the the mental and emotional um, weight of a, a household. Yeah. And that's, that is not a little thing. No. You know, yeah. it's really amazing. No. So just Thanks. shout out to all you women. Yeah, being a woman is really, really special and something to be celebrated and something to be so proud of. You know, and I think like of all the women in my life and I'm so grateful for them and so proud of them. It's just really cool. That sense of community. Totally. That we we get to have with other women. Mm Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, okay. Another random thought that I've been having, um, I feel like a little bit, I feel like a little bit vulnerable sharing this, which is weird, but I like, I already hinted at this I enjoy postpartum and I not like eternally postpartum, <laughs> but like I mean hopefully I will but in general my body does well with the hormones postpartum and I am grateful for that and I enjoy it and I feel like I mean you can tell say hearing me say it, like I feel guilty because I know that so many that's not the experience of so many women and that's just normal right um so I found myself like justifying it so much. I I mean, as I'm doing right now, but one thing that I've been thinking about and realizing is, you, you know what? Like I hear women talk about how much they love to be pregnant and I love having my babies, but I don't love to be pregnant and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I enjoy postpartum. And you know what? There are going to be other points in motherhood and my life that are really hard that I wasn't expecting and there will be points that 
I think we are, that I can really enjoy that I wouldn't expect, you know? And I think we all have those moments and everybody's experience is so different and so valid. And that's just something I've been working on is kind of letting go of the expectation of how something should be and let myself feel how I feel now. And you know what, then when I hit a hurdle that is harder for me than I anticipated, I'll let myself feel that as well because all of it's valid and anyways I shouldn't be trying to um, like morph my experience into something that I think it quote-unquote should be Mm -hmm. I totally agree I think that's a really interesting thought because especially with motherhood I think there's a lot of things you know like having a baby Mm -hmm. being pregnant there's a lot of there are these experiences that you hear built up your whole life Mm -hmm. in one way or another and you sort of feel like oh I'm just supposed to fit right into that mold yeah. you know whatever it is um but truly everyone's experience is unique yeah and I think it can actually be really difficult when you feel like this dissonance from how you're actually feeling to what you feel like you're supposed to mm-hmm. be feeling like either way like mm-hmm. I, I totally even for, thinking, for better or for worse yes I was even thinking people do this I think with their births like yeah. some people dread giving birth because they know people that have had traumatic experiences and and People do have traumatic experiences giving birth. Like that for sure happens. And then I think there are people that are so excited to give birth because they hear all these amazing stories and then it doesn't go how they always hoped and dreamed it would, you know? Yes. And maybe if you're so scared, like it goes well. And I just think like obviously we can try and set ourselves up for success, but at the end of the day, like we don't have control over our hormones, mm-hmm. our hormones or our circumstances. Right. I mean, a lot of our circumstances, you know, like we can't control how our body is going to respond to one thing or another. Totally. And, um, like it's just so different across the board. Yeah. And so I've just been, yeah, I've been working on that and I think that's a really powerful thought. It reminds me, we've shared so many of these. I feel like this is just the perpetual think like a monk. Um, month but um it reminds me of that story he shared um about two men and and basically one of them stuff keeps happening to one of them like his horse runs away and this other man comments on it and he's like that's so horrible i'm so sorry for you and he's like for basically there's a phrase he says but basically don't judge the moment yep the idea is is for better or for worse Oh, yeah. Only time will tell. Like, we'll see. Yes, you're right. And then, like, the horse comes back and brings another horse with it. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, look at how lucky you are. I'm so happy for you. And the guy, again, is like, for better or for worse. Like, only time will tell. Yeah. Anyway, and that I, that's not, like, exactly what he says. But it's that it's that idea. Anyway, a number, like, just a series of events keep happening that are so easy to judge one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Or you feel like you should feel happy or should uh-huh. feel sad about it. And he just, like, stays neutral. Like, I don't know. Maybe it is a good thing. Maybe it's not. Like, we'll see. This is how it is. Like, yes. you don't need to feel guilty for feeling depressed postpartum. You don't need yep. to feel guilty for feeling happy postpartum. Like, mm-hmm. you just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I feel like that so often in motherhood. I was so nervous to have two kids. And I asked everyone, like, was one to two harder than zero to one? And, like, what's the transition like? And I got so many varied responses. And I anticipated that so, so much. But the truth, the truth is, like, once you have your second, like whatever it is that's ahead of you, you just do it for mm-hmm. better, or for worse. Right. Yeah. Like it's maybe it's harder. Well, guess what? You just do it. Yeah. Like you do it and it is You'll harder, but you get that. through it. Yeah. Or maybe it's better than you expected. And like, you're there to enjoy it, you yeah. know, like, and you know what, whatever if it's comes better, your way, it'll get worse. And if it's worse, it'll get better, yes. you know? And, yes. and those waves will just come. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just accepting them and totally. 
just embracing what you have, I think is. Yeah. It's powerful. Important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, one other random thought that I had was it was about skiing. Actually, I haven't been skiing. Well, I hadn't been skiing in like three years, three ish years, I think. Um, just because I was either nursing or pregnant for the last three winters. And anyway, being in Utah, you know, it's just so hard when it's cold and you feel like you get no benefit out of it. (laughs) So it was really hard not to go skiing. But anyway, I knew I said to Johnny before we moved, so we didn't know exactly where we were going to be. And I just said, if we are in Utah for another winter, I'm getting my ski stuff. I'm going skiing. Anyway, so we're still here. So got my ski stuff. And anyway, I have actually been, I had been really nervous about going skiing again, just because it had been a few years. And I just was like, you know, what if I don't remember how to ski? And like, what if, you know, my siblings want to go and I'm not as good or what if, you know, whatever. I just, I had been feeling like a lot of, um, emotions surrounding this, but I ultimately was just like, I know that skiing is something that I really love and I'm, I'm pushing myself to do it because I I think it will pay off anyway. Um, we have now been skiing a number of times and I, it just made me think like, first of all, I'm so grateful that I pushed myself to do it, even though there were a lot of reasons. I mean, it's hard enough to find a babysitter to schedule the time to get the stuff to, you know, it's hard enough to actually get there. But, um, but also I'm like proud of myself for pushing past like any anxiety I had to be able to do it because I really, really do love it. And then it also made me think that, um, we so easily just like fall into our really comfortable patterns and routines. And, um, you know, it's so easy for Johnny and I's date nights to be going out to eat just because it's the easiest thing to do. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan, you know, you pick a place and that's it. Yeah. Um, but it really reminded me how important it is to go outside our comfort zones and just do something, have an experience, try something new. Um, I don't know, just like maybe it's exhilarating or maybe it's different or, I just, it it really was such a testament to me that like, there are so many hurdles to jump over to really like have an experience. Um, but it's always worth it. I love that. I, you're so right. It's so easy to just get comfortable. I think especially as we have kids, we just make all these excuses because it is hard. It's hard and we're getting older and like (laughs) we're set in our ways, you know, but it, it does feel so good to like, accomplish something and be outside and do something different and yeah I also think like that's so bonding you talked about going with you and Johnny and I think that's so bonding yeah it's been the best we went on Valentine's Day like that was just the best way to spend Valentine's Day you saw Miles and Pierce up there oh I think it maybe I was gonna say yes but anyway it was we went a couple times that week so it was around then okay yeah yeah. Which was so cute. We, Johnny and I went and we were talking about how Pierce has been teaching Miles to go skiing. And then we saw them and it was so cute. Oh my gosh, I couldn't handle it. He's such a cute little skier boy. And it's been so fun having them go. Yeah. And I love, like, exactly, teaching your kid to ski, like, that is hard. That takes so much patience yeah. and, like, yeah. a lot of time, a lot of time to invest. Yeah. But, like, it was so sweet to see them up there. And, like, you could see how Miles, it was literally the cutest thing ever. Like, he was proud to show us that he could ski. You know, like, his smile could not have been bigger. And, like, for Pierce to be able to be so proud of him. And and that it pays off. It does. Yeah. Hard things pay off. And I just think it's worth it, you know? I love that you shared that. I agree 100%. Um, So today's episode, we, we have been having so many conversations 
outside of the podcast um, surrounding this topic. And we thought that since it has kind of overtaken our lives for the past few months, we thought that it could be something beneficial to share because we know how consuming it has been for us. Anyway, so we wanted to talk about kind of making decisions and the transitions that we make with our children. So specifically in the past few months, really, really big topics in our lives have been potty training, switching to a toddler bed, and preschool. And all three of those have been kind of talked to death. Just they're really big decisions to make for our kids. And we are in charge of making them. I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously, like with the potty training and... I don't know, the bed, I mean, we're totally in control of, but the potty training, they maybe have a little bit more. But anyways, that's been such a learning experience, I feel like, for both of us. Yeah. Just realizing when is right, what is right, and how, like, kind of what's important and what is not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting. These are, like, the milestones that we're going through at this phase with our kids. But um, it's interesting that you, I mean, it feels like a big deal, you know, when your kids are little, but... I think that you sort of get to start with this decision-making process and, um, I don't know, just like figuring out maybe your parenting style or whatever it is, um, with little decisions so that you can get more comfortable in them and figure it out. So that by the time your milestones are much bigger than this, maybe instead of choosing a preschool, it's going to college, you know, or whatever. I just, I think it's interesting and it's actually really comforting that we get to start with these like somewhat safe decisions so that we can kind of practice, you know, the consequences are pretty, yes, they're pretty small. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that we can, yeah, just get a little bit more comfortable with it as, as obviously the our kids' milestones will get bigger and bigger and, and obviously have greater consequences over time. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I wanted to talk kind of about our thought processes with preschool because I yes. feel like we both started thinking so clearly one way and just left making this decision feeling like very differently. Totally. Um, so kind of in our experience, um, I had a preschool that miles, like I hadn't even researched preschools. Like I, had one preschool. Um, my friend is the teacher. She is an angel. I like love her curriculum. I just felt so, so, so good about it. And so I hadn't even looked at anything else. And it was so like, it was really, it was perfect. I mean, in every single way, like she's it all her, she's smart. Like I love the environment, all of it. And anyways, when it came down to it, the, the schedule, and I, I didn't know this until it was like already time to decide that the schedule, I just didn't feel like it was going to be a good fit. Like it was going to be three days a week and there wasn't a two day a week option. And I just didn't feel ready to have miles in three days a week. And I knew that I didn't feel ready to have him two days a week. So all of a sudden I was kind of hit with, okay, like where are my values really? Like right. what do I really want for my kid? Anyways, we ended up just, deciding a place that like feels much less like idyllic mm-hmm. um and I think that like I it was 100% just the schedule thing but um anyways that was like a really big moment I think for me to realize like to let go of something that was seemingly so so perfect to fit something that really is 
does make more sense for our family and where we are we pick somewhere that's a lot closer and it's only two days a week and I just know that that's going to be the better fit for our family even though I really do think that the other school and curriculum I do was more in line with what you would want exactly and totally and more in line with my values in some other ways right anyways so that so that was really it was that with the, you know like we talked through yes, this so, so much. much like but at the end like I had to choose our family's lifestyle and not that that's like always the right choice but right but that was kind of I talked to my mom about it and she's like you want something close to your house like when you have a little baby at home like you want to be close to your house totally anyways and like that was such a kind of eye-opening moment for me to have to choose something like so different than I had planned on right I think it's interesting because in coming like in making so many decisions I think three years is like you know there's just a lot going on um they're like going from toddler to you know they're transitioning into just being a little kid and um anyway it's there's a lot of transitions happening in their lives and it's been really interesting because for both of us like our process has been really interesting because I think our minds have been changed you know we've gone back and forth between a number of different things and what has really stood out to me more than anything um is just (laughs) I guess like a mix of trusting yourself and your child and also having enough confidence in yourself and your child and like what your family is doing versus what your neighbor's doing, what your best friend's doing, you know, whatever. Um, I, it's interesting because, um, we know a lot of other, you know, kids the same age. And it's so interesting because, you know, in talking about these things seem so trivial. So, but use them as an example for whatever whatever it is that you're deciding for your family at this time. Um, in talking about like potty training, like these were our examples, potty training and um, going to a big, you know, going from a crib to a big kid bed and choosing a preschool. Um, it's really interesting to me because Every kid is ahead in some way and quote unquote behind in another way. And really it's, I think we have, a, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and on our children to be, you know, ahead quotes. Like, what does that really even mean? Um, anyway, whereas like it is so normal that they are going to go at everything at their own pace and being able to trust that your child will learn and grow at the pace that's right for them, I think is so important. But then also it's been really interesting to me. Um, I feel like, I don't know, this is kind of meshed with another thought I had. So hear me out. Um, on Instagram, there's so many accounts and that, that will share their recommendations. Okay. And it's so helpful. And I think we all love that. We love a word of mouth is like, you know, the best way to get a recommendation. And we love getting recommendations from our friends and from our parents and, you know, other moms and our role models and whatnot. Like, it's so great when we see someone that we feel like we're in line with, you know, one facet of, of their personality or whatever. And then they recommend something to us. It's like instantly like, Oh, I know I'm going to love it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's really interesting because I think I've gotten so comfortable and so used to trusting everyone else's opinions that I have stopped having confidence in my own. And I didn't realize that until I started making 
these bigger decisions that I would kind of lean one way or Johnny and I would kind of be talking about one thing, but then someone else would be like, oh, but like, I love this. And I would be like, oh, well, I must love it too because we're so similar and I totally trust you. Yeah. Rather than like really sort of living in my bubble, in my house with, you know, with, my husband and my child and making with decisions. With family with different needs. Yep, yep. Anyway, so that's what's been really interesting to me is that I feel like I have had to come back to um, really trying to figure out like what are my values and um, really trusting myself and trusting Brooks or Wells and whatever it is that we as a team, you know, me and Johnny and our, our children will figure out what's best for us. And maybe it is different than what's best for anyone else I know. And it can be really hard to feel alone in a decision. But I think that has been like my biggest, biggest lesson is that you might be totally alone in doing it, but have confidence in yourself, like have confidence in your intuition, have confidence in your children and, and really, um, like resist the temptation to just like go with the group, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's so important and something that we will need to, like, we will need to draw on our confidence as parents. so often yes for the rest of forever yeah like that is something that we need and it's something we need to build and I I hadn't thought about that but you're right we I I too like I'm so quick to ask for people's opinions totally and I'm so and it's helpful to have them yes yeah Yeah, it's so helpful yes so helpful but you're right there comes there comes a time when you just need to do what is best for your family and only you know what that is totally it was even making me think like I potty trained miles and he did it he did it great like he was so ready for it it was so great and I feel like around that time um a lot of my friends were switching their kids to toddler beds yeah and I just couldn't do it like right I didn't feel like he's he's not really sleeping through the night right now I'm not really willing to give up my naps like we're having a new baby like I just he has shelves in his room that I don't climbing on you know like there are just so many things that I'm like oh I just don't feel ready. I don't feel ready. And he's three and he's still sleeping in his crib um, with a tent because he is a monkey. <laughs> Climber. Yes. Yes. But um, anyways, like, I feel like that was kind of a moment for me. Like, okay, he's three and he's sleeping in a crib and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And I feel like, I think especially because he was potty trained, I'm like, okay, next big thing. Like, let's do it. And it just didn't feel right. And, yeah. And I mean, now five months later, it's starting to feel like, okay, I can imagine that that's going to feel right for our family. Right. Yes. I, I have felt like that. Even it's interesting, like with potty training, there's so many things that go into that, but for a number of reasons, Brooks has just not been ready at all, but I saw everyone else potty training and kind of felt like, Oh, well maybe we need to be, maybe it's time. Yes. Maybe we should be, am I like totally not paying attention? You know, maybe the signs are there and I'm just not seeing them. Like, you know, is he going to be so old? He's supposed to be going to preschool. He's supposed to be potty trained. Like I just started feeling all this pressure and started like implementing. We have like a little potty sitting in the kid's bathroom and he's like sat on it a few times. He actually has used it in the past, but it definitely nothing consistent at all. And anyway, I started feeling like, okay, I need to like start implementing like rewards for him to go to the bathroom. And, 
Anyway, all of a sudden, one day, it was just, I don't even remember what had happened other than Brooks wanted to go to the bathroom like every two seconds and sit there forever. And I'd have to read him a book. And like, we were on the potty for 15 minutes and then nothing even happened. And then he wanted a tree. And then, and I just was like, what happened to me? Like, this is, I don't want any of this. I'm like, he is not ready. I'm not going to sit here for 15 minutes every time he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. He doesn't get a treat just for sit. Like, no. This is a normal function that he should want to do eventually. Yeah. And I'm not... It's not something that you can force. Yes. needs to be forced. No, not at all. I'm like, I don't get a treat for going to the bathroom. I do it because it's comfortable, you know? And I'm like, I want him to have that same internal incentive that is just something that he wants to do eventually because he realizes that it's comfortable and that's what adults do. Yeah. Anyway, so I really had to take a step back and like, I realized that I had allowed myself to be pressured into doing something that we really weren't ready for at all and totally took all the pressure off and anyway it's we've gone back to we had a conversation with brooks like i am so sorry that i pushed you to do this it is not important and if you ever want to go to the bathroom on the toilet great let me know i can help you but you don't have to oh my gosh and it has been so much better it's been so much better (laughs) anyway so just a reminder that like even if you feel like you have been pressured into one thing or started to go one direction that that doesn't have like you can start again take the pressure off you know be honest with your children i think you touched on something that's really important and that's correcting yeah because we're obviously like even with our intuition like we're gonna get things wrong even if we're totally 100 percent listening to our intuition all the time like we're not gonna get it all right right and i think taking that moment to step back and realize like, just because I said yes to this doesn't mean I'm eternally committed. To right, it, you right. Know? Like, <laughs> I, I even said that to Pierce. I'm like, if preschool feels like too much in the fall, right. we don't have to do it. Like, totally. we can keep him home. Totally. And I think giving yourself permission to be wrong is a really, really big deal. And even, like, I feel like I even kind of did do that with preschool. Like, I was so committed to this preschool that I do think is amazing. And then just at the end of the day, I was it like... It wasn't the right thing. I was so excited about it, but right. it wasn't it wasn't right for us. Yeah. And so I think that that's a really big deal is to just be willing to be wrong and correct. Yes, I totally agree. Something else that I think is interesting about this and that has been important, um, just, just honestly, really recently, I feel like we haven't, you know, when they're so little, there's not a ton that there, I don't know, there's not a lot that feels really heavy. So it's like, you know, you kind of fly by the seat of your pants for the most part. But recently this has felt really important and I'm hoping that this can be like a very regular thing. But um, I have learned to take time. We are not consistent at this. My goal is for it to be a regular consistent thing, but we've learned to sit down and take time without our kids and to talk about them and how they're doing what are their strengths, what are they struggling with, and how we think we could help. And I feel like that is really, really powerful to have an intentional, you know, you're constantly, I feel like um, you have like administrative sort of conversations with your spouse very casually mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. Just like, hey, who's going to pick up? And like, oh, wait, what preschool was it that you were looking at? And, yeah. you know, whatever. But to actually sit down and have like a very intentional conversation and hear your spouse's thoughts and be able to collaborate together on what you think is going to be helpful for your children, I think cannot be underestimated yeah. it, or uh, cannot be overestimated. <laughs> um, I just think it's really important and I've seen it make a difference with our children. And I, I just, anyway, I'm hoping it can be something that we do more consistently in the future. I love that. I love that. I think that's so valuable. And I mean, we have, 
mother's intuition and like our partners have their intuition as well. Yeah. And that's also so valuable. Totally. Totally. And to have time to like really collaborate, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. And be swayed one way or another. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think too, we just, we have so much information. Like you talked about like our communities. Yeah. We have so much information. Like this is how you potty train. This is right. how you switch to toddler bed. This is how you transition to preschool. And I think we it's so helpful sometimes and sometimes you just need to take a step back and realize people have like some form of one trained their children forever you know yeah, like yeah. we can do this yeah and they need so much less I think than we imagine that they do like we imagine that it needs to be this elaborate process with like six mm-hmm. steps to potty training like right, right. all of these things you know when like at the end of the day like we're gonna figure it out totally. it's okay it's all it all can be simplified totally yeah and they don't need they don't need to be in the preschool that's going to get them into harvard right right like they just need to feel loved and cared for and that's the most important thing Uh uh-huh 100 percent. and even and even to feel that like you trust them and you have confidence in them Mm -hmm. you know which yeah is so powerful it it's just interesting because i totally agree i you you know i love a good list and i um I'm so quick. I think a lot of us are so quick to fall for like all the, the tools and the, you know, I don't know all the stickers and all the physical and charts. Yes. Yeah. And all the things, you know, you think, okay, we're going to start potty training. Let me get my Amazon list. What do we need? You know, or whatever it is. Yeah. And honestly, like it's such a, <laughs> such a great reminder to me that like we have been through times of transition in the past and when it really comes down to it, what has been most helpful for me, so this is not, you know, whatever works for you, but what has been most helpful for us is honestly to simplify, like not using any extra props or toys or tricks or whatever, and to get on their level and have a really simple conversation face-to-face. And, you know, you just, you modify as needed, but like when it really comes down to it, like the simpler has been the better for us. So just a good reminder, you know? I agree with that, honestly. Like there are times when I'm grateful to have some tricks in my back pocket. Totally. Yes. (laughs) But, but really I agree. Like just being honest and open and having confidence in your role as the parent. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully this was helpful in some way. I know all of us in one form or another are going through some kind of transition, uh, are making decisions for our families or for our children. And anyway, this was kind of just our, we wanted to share the experiences and the thoughts that we feel like we've had in the last few months from going through a lot of different transitions and a lot of different um, changes. Anyway, so I hope this was helpful in some way. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love to have you back next week. Um, also if you could share on social media or by word of mouth, (laughs) word of mouth recommendations, here we go. (laughs) Um, or rating and reviewing us on your podcast app would be so helpful. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. We will be with you again.